Hi there, and welcome to the Kingdom Sexuality Podcast. We're Alana, Kyle, and Tira, friends who have a heart for intimacy and long to uncover God's truth and design for sexual freedom within marriage. Welcome here. Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Kingdom Sexuality Podcast. Before we get into it, I just wanted to quickly tell you about this episode's sponsor, Mary Dance. So Mary Dance is an online sex toy shop. However, it's not your ordinary sex shop, as it's actually run by a Christian couple who value nudity-free and marriage-focused descriptions. You can use our code KINGDOMSEXUALITY to get 10% off. Now, let's get into our episode. Today, I have some super special guests. Um, and if you've been listening for a while now, you'll actually you'll have heard me reference every now and then um, things that I learned at this marriage workshop thing I went to. And that's actually where um, I got to meet Kim and Darlene Unra. So... Maybe you guys can go into like a bit more depth of like who you are and why I have you guys talking about marriage today and why this is something that's like passionate for you guys. Mm, three great Sorry. questions. Sorry, start with the beginning. No, who we are. Um, so we've been together for 38 years, married 35. Good job. And, yeah. Because sometimes those little facts can those escape little details. from my winter anniversary. <laughs> Don't do that. Okay, okay. <laughs> September. September. Pretty close. You got the month. Anyway, so, I, no, I, I'm super passionate about getting details right because I get to go into schools and talk about healthy relationships, healthy sexuality, and I have to get those details exactly right. I, I, credibility is there, and so I'm watching my words so carefully that today actually is the day I don't go into schools, and it's almost like my brain takes a break. So you oh. get to go, hey, babe, you know, that would be 38%. <laughs> we have a running joke about one bit of research I shared with him, and I was so off. It was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, so I get to go into school. We're going there, are we? Okay. <laughs> I get to go into school. I love my job. I love it. Um, and and we started, because we go into faith-based places, then mm-hmm. we started something called um or just a website so people could access it, radicalrelationships.love. And Kim, so yeah, and we, so we love talking about this. We've been doing this forever. Um, I was doing youth conferences and it's only mm. the last 10 years I've been going into the public schools and universities and hockey schools. And wow. So I had to know the science behind sex and right. healthy relationships, not just Morality doesn't fly. You right. Can't go, Versus, hey, this, this is, is what right. Jesus says. Yeah. yeah. Right. It doesn't, right. doesn't. Yeah. Fortunately, the science actually backs up the, what Jesus yeah. says. So, uh, so yeah, that you get to go into yeah. schools. Not just backs up, but it illuminates it. It yeah. makes it, it it's mm. like, wow, how do we do this without God? Right. Mm-hmm. So I get to go into schools. So that's mostly. And on weekends, I get to be your wing woman. Sometimes yeah. We do lots of marriage seminars, parenting seminars, um, kingdom seminar so just it's it's a it's a blast to be able to do that and to travel around we started marriage seminars way back when because we just began to realize this is the core of everything if Mm. marriage works then everything seems to work both in the home in the church and in the culture Mm -hmm. so let's really go after healthy marriages what does that Mm -hmm. look like and then we had a really rough start Mm -hmm. for a few years it's like oh we didn't like each other I, i hated weekends because mm-hmm. that's the time I had to spend with her. So I'm like, I couldn't wait till Monday to get out of the house. Because we didn't know how to conflict. We, uh, no, we didn't know how to connect. I didn't know how to manage my anger. Uh, didn't even know you had it till you got I didn't. I didn't know that vulnerability. <laughs> yeah, of course, I didn't know. Right? I, I wasn't angry until I got married. <laughs> it's not your fault. 
And I was patient until I became a parent. <laughs> oh my goodness. Right? That that so we just began to do a bunch of research because this wasn't working. Our relationship yeah. wasn't working. And the more more research we did, it's like, well, this might actually help other people. So we started to do uh, some marriage coaching and marriage counseling. I did a lot of pastoral counseling, so I was a pastor of churches for 25 years. And now we just moved into business, so I have my own business helping marriages and families uh, work well and become healthy. And uh, we also plant churches, simple churches, and and we travel quite a bit, probably a week a month. We we travel someplace in the world to to speak or do seminars or to do romance holidays. That's our specialty, romance holidays. We tried it. it well. Wow. It took a long time to figure that out, especially with little kids. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah, that's have, not a romance holiday. How do you even have romance? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah, that's that's where we that's how we spend our time and what we're yeah. passionate about. That's amazing. Yeah, it's funny because I I know couples don't have to wait very long into their marriage to experience like issues and conflicts yeah. and things mm-hmm. like that. Like I know for Jeff and I, when we got married, all of a sudden we realized, oh my goodness, we think so differently. Yeah. <gasps> And like every little thing, it's like, oh, and if I was upset, then I would be like doing my dishes and whatever. And, you know, and like, if he's like, come on, like, let's talk about this. And I was like, well, I don't know how to talk about this stuff. Like I've never had to conflict before. Like I've, this hasn't yeah. been like a thing. Like in what area of my life would I have an issue? Right. But now all of a sudden I have to try and deal with this stuff. Like, yeah. so how, how do couples, if they, they're going through that, how do they deal with that well? Or if they have differences mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. um, personalities and um how they react to things like how do they navigate that and then that plays out in the bedroom yes oh completely right and what i think the last the the last book that i read that's my favorite like i have so many favorites but this is my ultimate favorite is awaken love Ooh. by ruth she's got so many books so I've many favorites so many <laughs> but by forever it's like oh read this read this <laughs> oh no this one has actually that one has changed so many people's lives. Like they've contacted me and gone, Darlene, wow, how do you, how in the world? Um, Ruth, B-U-E-Z-I-S. So she's, she talks about something that actually changed my mind. Again, it was so helpful. It's like sex is made for women when we're sad, when we're scared, when we're mad. And I, I'd heard about it. I mean, I'd heard about it. And I was like, no, that's not me. It's like, no, there's something that happens. And then when I started understanding oxytocin, you uh, know, it's the relaxation, fearlessness, trust, and contentment hormone. I can say, babe, I think we need to make love right now. Like that, that is, I was always taught and I understood and my personality is has to be, everything has to be quiet and everyone feel good and, yeah. and I'm candles, not talking candles lit like the candles have the music yeah yeah and we're not talking and it, it, we're not even talking about orgasm we're talking about the definition of sex would be mm. any part of one person's body touching another person's genitals skin to skin um and, and stimulating them right so yeah. it's so it's like I need to calm down I need I need your help help me and that is the opposite of what my natural tendency is, is push you away. Right. I, I wanna, I'm a I'm a runner mm. in conflict. Yes. Yes. Historically, and, and, and then we began to do some research biblically and found out that in Jewish tradition, a man would have to come home every seven days to meet the sexual needs of his wife. Really. Which I found fascinating. 
because it was centered around her and her needs. No right? kidding. And so, men, it's time for you to go home. Yeah. yeah we're at war. You need to go home. You're with me. <laughs> to Bye. satisfy the sexual needs of your wife. And I'm like, wow. Oh, that makes complete sense. Because men, we're, we're pretty simple. Most of us are pretty simple. We've got lots of weird emotions, and we can mm-hmm. go into shame, right. and we can go into isolation, or we can go into blame shifting, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying we're simple minded, but it's like, it's sexually. There, it, it, it is kind of, it makes a lot of sense. For women, there are so many thoughts and hormones and memories and your brains just are firing all the time and then you get flashbacks. And so for, for a woman, she, she knows when she's available sexually. Mm-hmm. We don't have a clue. When, and we when, want them to read our minds. So, yeah, so exactly. we, 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 we knock on the door and then it's like, oh, it, oh and then we go, oh, shoot, sorry. It I, is I, intrusive. Yeah, and I and I, I didn't mm. I didn't mean to put expectation on you, and now that you, now you feel like a failure, and never mind, right? And so mm. to get so I've, I've worked with a lot of couples that haven't had sex in eight years because it it gets awkward, and then right. once it's really awkward, let's just not go there, let's yeah. just forget it, right? And so this come back home every seven days to to meet the sexual needs of your wife, it just it just keeps it on the front burner to say. This is a major part of how we connect. Mm-hmm. This is a major part of how we pleasure each other and how we prefer each other. And mm-hmm. so the realm of sexuality probably is the litmus, litmus test for, for many couples on, yeah. on what their connection's like. Just yeah. a little note on that. The longer a man goes without sex, the more agitated he gets. Like, I, you know, um, right. generally speaking, we're talking in generalities. Mm-hmm. Everyone's different. And so... Um, it's it's totally okay if you say, oh man, my our roles are kind of reversed in this area. But the longer a woman goes, the less she seems to need it. Yeah, that is Generally very true. Speaking. Yeah. So if you can get a rhythm of some kind, and I and I know that there was a season that we had to schedule because we had kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the we're going through this extreme crisis, mm-hmm. and it just no one's no one's feeling amorous when you're going through extreme yeah. crisis, <laughs> right? So it's like yeah. we would look at each other and go. I think we need to make out and see where it goes Mm -hmm. because I'm feeling either numb inside or I'm in shock or I'm whatever. And so can, can we just hold each other and then can we kiss a bit and see where it goes? No pressure, Mm -hmm. no expectation. That's the big one. Because right. Because obligation sex is the biggest turn ever. Yes. Yeah. We can go there for days, but, uh, but that you, you said that early, early on. I said, we're not going to be personal, but we said early, early on, you said, babe, guys are not going to explode if they don't have sex. I'm like, what? Like, I actually thought yes. there's an explosion point, right? Like, yeah. Well, that's how you hear it. It's like, you got to meet those needs or else. Like, yeah. I mean, I've heard, I've, I don't I've know. worked with a few guys that do get blue balls, they call it, if they don't have sex oh, after all. Right. I, 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 don't, not... I don't know. I think it might be an urban myth. But yeah, I mean, when, when women are pregnant and giving birth, we can go for months without having sex. We're fine. Okay. Before we get married, before we get married, we can go years without having sex. We're fine. Right. So it's like, so it's not like there's no deadly sperm buildup that the women have to take care of. Right. It's just not, it's just not a thing. So, so then probably the key for a lot of marriages is teaching the men how to make their wife a priority. So that, Mm. back to that Jewish thing, it's like, you're coming back home to make her a priority. Yes. And you're learning how to pleasure her. You're learning how to take her on a journey. You're learning to affirm her and and not say, okay, I'm going to do this for you, and then it will be my turn in the same session. If I can train guys to do anything, it's like learn to have 30 minutes just for pleasuring your wife, and then you're done. Do not 
say, okay, it's my turn now because that's in her brain all the time. It's like, oh, he just is doing this for me so that I can do something for him. And the message of porn is it always has to end off with some whatever magical orgasm. It's just, no, it's not true. The goal of sex is not orgasm. The goal of sex is intimacy, connection, and pleasure. According to Dr. John Gottman, the healthiest, strongest marriages were ones where the goal was intimacy, being Mm. close. So you can do that without a guy going, hey, I mean, I, it's my turn and I, I have needs and you're there to meet them. Because the mindsets for a lot of women that we talk to, it's like, yeah, I'm not really into sex much because it just feels like obligation for me. It feels like this is something that I have to do to meet the yeah. needs of my husband. And if I don't, he'll go someplace else, whether it's porn or another woman. So for the sake of the family, I'll take one for the team. Yeah. You know, We're transactional. Into, <laughs> yeah, but it works into resentment over time. It's like, yes. ugh. I don't, mm-hmm. I just, I just don't, I don't, I don't have any feelings towards yeah. him because. Well, who would want to initiate if that's the way no. it's like. It almost feels like prostitution, like you said. It's yes. like, okay, I'll, I'll, yeah. I, okay, I guess this is what you need so that I can get what I need. And yet that was, that was a real aha moment for us with the five needs of men and women. Five by, sex needs. Yeah, five sex needs, right. Um, for By Dr. Gary and Barbara Roseberg. Like when they Ooh. have this, showed us this top five needs and the number one need for men was mutual satisfaction. Mm. Wow. I, I read that and it felt like completely accurate. Oh, the, my number one need is to for, make sure mutual satisfaction. And I most men get most turned on when our wives are really turned on. And when they're really, it's really working for them, oh my goodness, that is the ultimate turn on. And most women, when I tell them that, they're going, they're turning to their husbands going, is this true? Is it your number one need? is not orgasm yeah your number one need is 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 mutual satisfaction really is that true <laughs> and, and the guys are going oh yeah absolutely i i it, it what turns me off the most is when it looks like obligation and when you're just like okay well carry on and tell me when you're done yeah number two yeah. Oh. for men connection connection hmm. yeah right? and so- number one need for women is connection and affirmation right so it's just yes. radically different yeah. But but for, for men it's like, okay, let's let's learn how to really prefer the women. because uh, I, I believe that, that sex happens best when a woman initiates, not that that's her job or her role. Because mm-hmm. most women love it when a man just just gets gets really frisky and initiates <laughs> and risks. So that's right. that's well, I'm not saying that women have to do that all the time. But women know themselves and they know their mental state, they know their emotional state. And some I, kind of indicator. I can't, I can't <laughs> yeah. figure it out. And, my, and I've not met a man who can figure that out, right? That's why we get yeah. married for 60 years, because after 60 years, I might have an idea about one yeah. woman. And um, the Penners in their book, The Making, the Gift of Sex, which was uh, a, a gift. The book was an actual gift from Kim's parents. Oh, oh yeah, my parents. Way to go, Pete and Shirley. Awesome. Happy honeymoon. Here's the yeah. book. It's it, like, it was white <laughs> and it just glowed. Oh, on yeah, it's like, oh. Anyways, we'd already had two kids and we were like, Did, are they suggesting? Oh, so it we, wasn't the honeymoon. No, book. no. Oh, it was a, it was like was, a romance weekend yes, or something. When we lived in Oakville. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So they, they sent this book, but at the very, um, in the foreword, they said after 40 years of sex research, not just research, but they're like almost sexologists. Like, yeah, they're. they're and Mennonites. Yeah, and Mennonites. Go figure. Have only positive experiences in the training of sex. Like they said, we know we're an anomaly. Um, but they said in their four years of experience, it almost always works best if the woman's the one initiating. Mm. And that may, for, for women, can feel Feels like. like more it can feel like obligation or it can feel like. 
maybe I, maybe there's a little, little word or a little message that, and we've tried throughout our marriage, all kinds of little secret things like <laughs> when to leave a party, you know? Right. <laughs> yes. Secret words. We have to go do some worship practice was one of our words. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's gold. So you can tell where I'm passionate about it. Kim's passionate about it. Yeah. You, we haven't answered really your questions, but we just Oh, we've just answered a few of them. Yeah. Oh, I feel like, yeah, this is great. It's so nice. much, like, it, it's mm-hmm. so much fun to discover what God's intent is because yes. most of the time I am filtering out the messages that the world gives me. Mm-hmm. Oh. And the church is trying its best <clears throat> given what, you know, education they have, but they're but we're all affected by the world and we live in a broken world. Yeah. But if we get a sense, uh, an understanding, which Awaken Love is great on, um, of God's intent, mm. then like it, it we, well, even the language, the Hebrew word yada, right, is to know, be known and deeply respected, used over 500 yeah. times in the Old Testament, uh, just a handful of times to describe a sexual experience between a husband and wife. Um, not all the time, but just, you know, it, the, some really great experiences. It transcends the, the physical. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. To know, be known, and deeply respected. It's like taking you back to the Garden of Eden, mm-hmm. where you're naked and unashamed and really discovering each other. Yeah. But um, I think the majority of our lives is spent pushing out the lies, <laughs> pushing out the yes. inaccuracies, pushing out the comparison pushing out the, oh no, yeah. I'm too much as a woman or I'm yeah. too little as a woman. Because our question as a woman, our deepest question is, am I desirable? Not just outside, but inside, yeah. but outside yeah. as well. Yeah. And we don't, if we knew that God actually wired our husband's brain. Now we're presupposing when we talk about this, about loving <laughs> and respectful husbands, we're not, we're not even touching on, you know, abusive, right. but with a loving, respectful husband, like understanding that a man's brain, God helps a man's brain. If he, if he gets rid of pornography and he stays away and he, and he gets rid of any previous relationships, like he, he stays faithful to one woman, his brain actually starts changing in that it's not just um, a neural pathway that he's developing with his wife, like a thin, weak right. neural pathway that a guy gets when he has an orgasm, you know, to, um, with one person on a one night stand or um, a pornographic image, if he's masturbating, if it's, uh, if he's, you know, kept his mind away from those things and he's focusing on this one woman by passing through that, um, that neural pathway over and over and over again, he's developing a neural ditch in his brain. To the point Mm. where I really only want her like, and that's the way God's designed. So God's designed a male brain for monogamy really has. And so men's, our, our neural map will change to whatever our wife is. As we're changing. So wow. if she, if she gains weight, which she hasn't, but if she gains weight, my neural map will change toward to match hers. If she gets cracks around her eyes, my neural map That's what my son called it. will, 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 will transform. <laughs> and so I'm actually drawn to her the way she is, not the 16 or 20 or 25 year old version of her, yeah. but who she is right now. So if I go, hey, babe, you know what? Really? Like, no. like maybe a little bit of no. this and he's like, please don't. And it's not about money. Although no. probably. A well, we have a lot of money. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. It's just like, okay. But the thing is, like, my, my brain map 
my neural map is actually matching her. And that's, so that's God's design. Mm. And this has just been proven again and again and again. And there's, uh, Dr. Douglas Weiss does a lot of research on this out of Colorado Springs. And, and so when we, when we heard about this, it's like, oh, and so she got more confident. It's like, right. oh, you're not wanting to trade me in on a younger model. You're actually drawn to me. You want me how I look now. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, absolutely. So I, I, I would say like things. Me. You want to <laughs> Yeah. So I, I, I would say, you know, you're more beautiful now than the day I, I married you. And she's like, no, you're just trying to be nice. You're just saying. And she resisted the affirmation because it right. didn't match the cultural message. Yeah. And when we understood the brain science and going, oh, God has designed my brain to actually be convinced that she's more beautiful today than the day I married her. She's like, oh, this is not just some kind of delusion or you're just not wanting something. This is yeah. real. So the, wow. but, but the caveat so that confidence Douglas, goes up. Yeah. yeah. The caveat Douglas gives those lights on, eyes open. Oh, yeah. During, during which, or, sex, yeah. Because oh, a man's know. brain will, will attach to whatever he's looking at during orgasm, whatever that is. So there's stories about cowboy boots. And I mean, we can go on and on. But. <laughs> But because some, I mean, this guy came in his does office yeah. and said, I can't have sex with my cowboy boots on. And so they did my a history, like that. They did a history of masturbation and found that the guy was going back behind the barn to, to masturbate for, for 15 yeah. years. And all the time he was <coughs> cowboy boots. And so a man will become attached to whatever he's looking at during orgasm. I want to be attached to her. Yeah. So eyes open, lights on, lights on ladies. Which is hard. Lights on. Because you're yeah. Like, Maybe. Or my body's changing. So I say compromise if you're feeling a little candles nervous. Candles, you know, yeah. dusk, dawn. Yeah. I don't know. Like this, you know, because, it, but it's just, and, and then grab their face and go, okay, baby, look at me. Dig that ditch, baby. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Love that. I know it's like redefining beauty. Yes. As you it really is. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, we were, I was working with a group of men in Nepal. We went to Nepal to do a healthy sexuality conference. A, Nepal, year, a year after the earthquake. Yeah. And the whole oh. country is, is very conservative regarding conversations. So they don't talk about sex at all. But they wanted to talk about this, even though they were still living in tents. So they were just realizing that, that the, the devices they were carrying around were, were sending messages to the culture. And they wondered what the kingdom had to say about sexuality. Hmm. So we went wow. over there and a three-day seminar they were giddy the whole time i mean every time the word sex or penis it's like you know it was like it was like one of those kind of things it's like <laughs> this is where we belong yeah. and so finally i got the men alone so there's like whatever 50 men in a room and i'm like you guys have been sitting here for three days you must have some questions so we're going to open it up and then some bold guy in the back raises his hand and says how do we get more sex and I'm like okay that's why you showed up to the <laughs> seminar and uh i said how much do you want He's like, well, how much can I have? It's like, well, it depends on how well you love your wife. And your and, definition of sex. Too. Yeah. And he said, well, can I have it every week? And it's like, sure. Do you want more than that? And he's like, and the whole room is like, you can have more than that. It's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For many couples that I work with, twice a day is not, is not. Uh, Unreasonable. No, it's not rare. And you're like, the whole room just went quiet. It's like. It's like, really? It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, if that's what you want. Now, let me tell you how to get there. And so everyone put their no notebooks out, and they're like, you know, yeah. writing every moment. Edge of their seat. <laughs> yeah. I said, first of all, there are three components to friendship. If you learn how to get friendship well, that's 70% of the game, according to research. 
So Dr. John Gottman realized that 70% of marital sexual satisfaction in marriage is dependent upon For the quality. Mm-hmm. It's dependent upon the quality of your friendship. And then he broke down friendship. Friendship is. I'm gonna. I'm gonna rephrase his first three points out of his book. But the first one was, I know you. I, I have mm-hmm. intimate understanding as to what's going on, what's what you're excited about, what you're afraid of, who you connect with, what works for you. I know you, and I have, and I pay attention, and 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 I, I'm aware of of what's going on in your world. Second was, I like you, and I affirm you all the time. I, I scan your world to see what's right with you, not what's wrong with mm-hmm. you. And we have a twenty to one positive to negative ratio of, of statements. So I, I, wow. it's just this this rich environment of mm-hmm. affirmation. And the third of all, the third is like, you're my priority. Uh, more than anyone on the planet, you are my priority. And I show you and I, and I tell you, and if there's a conflict and, I, and, and, and you need my help, I'm going to say no to other people. I want to disappoint other people so, no, I, so, I, so I can be there for you. So if you can get those three and then learn how to prioritize her in the bedroom, you will have more sex because she'll initiate it because she'll feel intimately connected with you and want to be physically connected with you. A lot of men expect physical intimacy when there is no emotional intimacy. And it just doesn't yeah. work that way. It's not how God has designed the woman. And actually, it's not how God has designed the man, but we get confused. Uh, and so the whole room went, really? This works? Like, Absolutely. <laughs> right? So we've just seen so many couples start to really enjoy each other because yeah. the friendship starts to work. The, the, the intimacy emotionally starts to work. And then the physical intimacy becomes an expression of the emotional intimacy. So how does it work? Like, so sorry, like say, um, there's a couple and they're wanting this or like a woman's listening right now. And she's like, yes, like you talking about, you know, feeling seen and, you know, feeling affirmed. Like I want that, but how do I request that of my husband without seeming like a nag? Like I, I want you to compliment me more. Like, how do you ask for that in a way that's, Mm -hmm. that's healthy? Well, the, there, there's a, 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 a startup that you can do. It's like, When's the last time you affirmed me? I read this book at the top three things and you're not. And I, and I, when have we gone on a date? I'm sick and tired. And my friend on the road went on a date and I don't know what's wrong. And all of a sudden the walls go up and the grenades come out. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's not the way to start it up. If you want more of something, your most powerful tool will be to affirm the one time he did that this year. Okay. So if you want more of something, affirm it. So it's like, you know, when you came home and just gave me that hug last week, I cannot tell you how much that meant to me. That's a, that, 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 that's a game changer. Or, or when you wrote me that Valentine's card back in 2003, that was just the world to me. I mean, I, I still have that. I have that in my drawer. This, that, this Valentine's, can I get another one uh, from you? And it's not like you haven't written me a card in right. 19 years. Uh-uh. It's like, I remember when you did this and that meant the world to me. Can I ask you to do something like that again? And so I, whatever I affirm grows. Mm-hmm. And so for women uh, or for men, if you're like, man, we, I just poked you in the head. I, if we just, it, it is imperative to say, okay, what is it that I actually want? And then I'm going to start to affirm, even when they do it on a scale of two out of 10. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. that was pathetic. It's like, no, affirm it. That, I, that, that thank you. Anything in that direction really works for me. And then there's no walls, there's no grenades, yeah. and you get to grow in the direction that you really want to see happen. Gottman mm-hmm. has actually, in his book, Seven Principles, the first couple chapters have lots of great different exercises. And I hate calling them exercises because I just want to wash Discovery. my mouth out with chocolate when I hear that one. But, <laughs> I, I, but, I, but they are like little games 
or things you can, um, little fill in the blanks that you can do on dates. So if you want to create a more rich environment of even getting to know each other, there's a game called Love Maps. So you can, you know, do a competition about how much you know about each other. And mm -hmm. the, the choice to not get offended is a choice. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Because we all have sensitivities. Mm -hmm. yeah. Some of mine were the size of Texas when we got married. Like, I could get offended so quickly about some things I thought this is crazy he's not trying to hurt me sure feels like it sure feels like he wants to um, I have so very large shame triggers I get shamed really quickly when I felt incompetent in any realm this, and, then I, and this is a huge realm and then I would shut down and then I'd go into blame mode right so you were talking about the Gottman thing he's got a great book called, called Eight Dates and so it's just if you want to start learning some of these tools without conf confrontation you can pick up the book and say hey do you want to learn how to go on eight great dates with me but those dates will take a year just so you know like they're they're broken oh yeah it's pieces. not like oh we're gonna finish right. this by next month right there, and, and it's pretty weighty there's there's quite a bit of uh pre-work and to do before the date so but it's just a, a great way to start that's not you're you're the problem and we're going to go to a course because yeah. we have to fix you it's like yeah that's walls up yeah. grenades out it's mm -hmm. i want to be closer to you mm -hmm. i want to this is my goal and i'm going to take responsibility for my part um, and i think that the women that i've worked with and me <laughs> i tend to i've worked with me for a long time <laughs> yes we have i tend to want them to just know and it's the oldest mm. joke in the world right you should read my mind but there was a feeling when we were dating that he was reading my mind and he did get me more than anybody else in the world. Hmm. Um, and so that should continue. Like, why can't we go back well, to dating? I, I bought you an outfit when we were dating. And I, sent it, I sent it to California where she was going to school. And it was a perfect outfit and it fit. Perfectly. 15 years later, I bought her eight outfits for Christmas. <laughs> None of them worked. We, they all got taken I don't back. Wear peach. Peach well, I, it's okay. So, so it's like, and so I go into shame, and I'm like, forget yes, it. Yes, okay. I'm done buying gifts, right? Yeah. And she's like, yeah. I love receiving gifts for you. You used to be so good at this. I'm like, well, something happened. Well, and a lot's happening. That whole yeah. remembering how it felt to feel in love is helpful to remember. I wanted to talk more about our sponsor today, Mary Dance. Like I mentioned earlier, they are a Christian sex toy shop that understands the importance of intimacy within the bounds of marriage. When you visit their site, you'll find all of the toys displayed there without nudity and with informative descriptions with marriage in mind. One of her favorite perks of Mary Dance is their vibrator pilot program. If you choose one of the vibrators that's a part of the program, you will get to try it for 60 days. And if it's not for you, they actually refund your credit card, including the shipping with absolutely no questions asked and you get to keep the vibrator. So this is a great place to start shopping for toys if you've never tried one before. Remember, you can use our code KINGDOMSEXUALITY for 10% off your purchase. Okay, let's get back to the episode. Okay, so I'll, I'll just go into some of the, the science that I, I teach. One is infatuation. Not every couple, not every happily married couple has been infatuated, but that infatuation can last up to six to eight months. Hmm. It's a br documented brain state. 12 parts of the brain gets a chemical wash within a fifth of a second, it's possible. Men tend to fall in love more at first sight than women do. There's but, a story there. Oh there, my but, goodness. But, there, but the love is blind season, that's that. 
Right. Yeah, you don't see faults. No, and and that person is, you know, even their imperfections are adorable. Like the way they eat that apple, isn't it so sexy? And their friends are like, that is like a monkey on a cupcake. That is just, like, who eats like that? Or her giggle's so adorable. That's a cackle, buddy. It's a cackle. Like they're not hearing it. Right, That's yes. infatuation. And that's, that's like that, the old saying that it's easy to fall in love. It's keeping the love going. And so that's a kind of love. But if somebody wants to go back to that, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to find somebody new every six to eight months, and you can. Right. You you see people who do that. Well, people have fallen in love with falling in love, and so they yes. just repeat. They, and they they catch somebody, and then they get bored, and then they kind of move on because I need to feel that again. Yeah, catch it because it so, feels great. You feel. Oh yeah. It's called the yeah. cloud nine effect for for real. And in marriage, we often touch infatuation, but the first experience of infatuation is really heady. I mean, it's powerful mm. stuff. Uh, but the goal in marriage is like, okay, how do we actually create a safe place where I'm known and loved and cheered? And then every once in a while, we, we sprinkle in some infatuation. It's like, wow, this was a great moment. It's not just around sex, but it could be around a great conversation or when you do something or when you make a difference or you have a great conversation and you're just hitting it or it's really funny. Or when he wears a suit. Mm. Really? I think I should go put a suit on. Just have, I just have an urge to wear a suit. <laughs> no, there's these different moments of, oh, yeah. that, yeah. but it's, it will, I don't, I mean, maybe somebody wants to say, hey, that's not my experience, but the, from the research, it actually, your brain goes into like a red hot state. During the first six to eight months. the first six yeah. to eight months. Up to, it could, maybe your infatuation lasted a week, you know. Or a moment. Right. But, um, but then it moves to, if it stays, like if you continue in the relationship and it's a healthy one or you decide it's worth it, it goes down to a yellow, like a, gold, a golden instead of a, a red. It's, mm-hmm. it's a real thing. And so that takes some of the pressure off uh, we have to get back to that. Right. That's not yeah, or I want to feel towards you what I felt while we were right. dating. Now, so the yeah. ways to, to add to, to bring that closer, so that deep connection is through, like, we're, and we're, we're, we're just at the cusp of learning about oxytocin and vasopressin and even dopamine. But dopamine is the feel-good hormone. It just says, do it again. I like that. Mm-hmm. So even in the area of sexuality, for a woman to discover who she is and not compared to other women or yeah. other, even other books, like some of the best books on sexuality is teaching women how to um, discover who they are. Mm-hmm. We're completely unique. And that can be embarrassing. It's like, Oh, well, I'm... no, it's not embarrassing. It's fantastic. But it, if yeah. I don't believe it, if I believe that there are better ways to have orgasms and there are, you know, and that was the takeaway from the orgasm course. Yeah. With Sheila Rick. Rick oh, Rick. Hey. Yeah. Which is a fantastic We did that over course. COVID. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what, perfect. What, else we, what else do we have to do? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard and great just, things I mean, about the course. It's oh, because most women come into the course believing that something might be wrong with them. Yes. Sexually. Mm. Either I'm not. I'm not amorous enough. I'm not yeah. exciting well, my enough. Husband. Or, he doesn't get me. Yeah. And so to go through the course, actually, it's like, no, this is not something wrong with you. You just haven't learned to be honest with what works for you. Yeah. And it's going to be very, very different. And you get to yeah. take your husband on a journey mm-hmm. of teaching him what works for you without shame. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's like, and, it just. And kindly, because 
a guy doesn't, I mean, yes, we're te- we're instructing, we're playing almost like a game of, hey, this feels good, this, this, not so much, this is like a 10, it's like a three, but our tone matters. And if I hear three, I go into shame. I right. Have- right. right? <laughs> so, you, you, you know, you've got your own unique yeah. dance with each other, but yeah. watching something like that together, we've suggested that to so many people so they could open up the conversation and take away the shame of it. Yeah. Because, yeah, so that was really helpful. Yeah, that because, is so true, especially with purity culture, like having gone through that and the whole, you know, sex is bad and dirty and don't do it, don't look down there, don't yeah. touch down there for yeah. a woman to then get married. And she's like, well, how am I supposed to know what feels good? I have yeah. no idea. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I don't think we've done a great job of older women teaching the younger women. Yeah. And, and I, I'm not trying to point to any particular. I'm, I'm just saying, well, let, you know, there's still people who will go, well, I'll just... You know, I'll, yeah, other I'll cultures, learn from pornography. Other cultures do it right. way better. Because there'll mm-hmm. be aunties that will have conversations, right? Yeah, or, they, they, they're the ones that might teach doesn't the, even the have women to about... That, the mom or that. But finding... Right. But those conversations are not that common. Um, but the ways to actually bond are emotionally and physically. And oxytocin is also the, you know, the, as I mentioned, relaxation, fearlessness, trust, contentment hormone right. that is um is a bond and it's called a superglue hormone for mm. by neuroscientists so again part of the health for a lot of women and men is coming to even write down some of their lies that they've believed or walk mm. through some of the the shame that they have of the choices they made in the past mm-hmm. either because they were like no i'm going to do this my way or because they just didn't know mm-hmm. um or because things that were forced on them that mm-hmm. they yeah. didn't want. So those pieces, um, those can wreak havoc. Those can wreak havoc. But they, when somebody experienced forced sexual activity, you're not going to experience oxytocin. You're the not getting something. the bonding. No, it's or trauma. The, right. And so that's a very different feeling. But if it was mutual, um, and it was you were interested, then you have a bond with somebody else. It's a it's a real mm-hmm. thing. Which is why scripture talks about purity and and not in a and not meant to ever be in a shame way, but there's like there, God has a dream for us to be bonded to one person. Yeah. And when I discovered about the oxytocin stuff, because w- women receive 10 to 100 times the amount of oxytocin during sex than a man does. So wow. her, her, her hormones are going wild during yeah. sex. And she feels completely bonded to whoever she just slept with. Even if it's a one night stand, she feels very bonded. And she's walking into school mm, the so next day going, where is he? And, yeah. and, and how, how are we? And what are we? And all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So when I learned all this kind of stuff, I realized that even after sex, she is, she is looking for connection and bonding. And if I just leave the room and go, that was great. She's like, oh, oh, can, can, can we, you know, and I'm like, yeah. And so it's like, oh. That what love looks like for you right now is some more cuddles, some more kisses, and lots of words. But, lots of words, right? Which, and so, yeah, which not all guys can do during sex. Oh, our our, our language right. sensor turns off during orgasm. Like we got no words, right? But afterwards, we can have words. And so, so I've talked to a lot of couples where she's like, yeah, it just feels like he just used me and left me. It's like, well, that's because her oxytocin is kicking in and she needs the, the cuddle and connection because she that's just... Her whole, not not just her body's vulnerable, her emotions are vulnerable. Mm. Are we okay? Yeah. Do you love me? Do you find me pretty? Yeah. Am I desirable? Are you satisfied? Yeah. yeah. Did that work? I mean, so, uh, and so it's just, just learning all that for a lot of couples have helped them to learn how to connect even really well after uh, intercourse. The 20-second um, cuddle 
in fact. Science, there's lots <laughs> there's, of studies on this so about how you get oxytocin. Women get oxytocin with the 22nd cuddle. And it's, or a good conversation. It's, well, no, or chocolate. No, no, but the 22nd cuddle has <laughs> been studied over and over and over And it literally, it's called a values-neutral hormone because it gives you um, a sense of connection, whether or not that person's trustworthy. Great. You just start trusting them. And, and yeah, you're right. It, it's 10 to 100 times more with emotional connection. Oh, yeah. and, and again, asking for what we want, like, could you listen for 10 minutes? I, I'm not mm-hmm. looking for a solution right now, but just listen for 10 minutes. And, and, and if we can view, I, I really hate the word foreplay. I think it should be just thrown out. I think it's like, because it looks like it's the, it's the preamble the to the real thing. Yeah. Yes. No, that's the real thing. This is the opening so act. Even to teach couples, it's like, hey, have uh, have a bed play for uh, a sex play for twenty minutes. Nobody has an orgasm, and then go to sleep. And like, really? It's like, oh yeah, because the goal of sex is what intimacy, connection, and pleasure. And you just had that, so you just had sex. Well done. It's like, well, no one had an orgasm. It's like, no, that's Hollywood. That's porn. You, you don't. I mean, orgasm's great, but that's not the goal. And so as soon as you take that off the table, couples can start by going, oh, so we can just have a 20-minute session of pleasuring each other, being honest, that works, that doesn't work, and then we can just hug for, is that okay? It's like, oh, that's fantastic, well done. And then then the orgasm can be kicked in later if you want to. And a lot of times, this this is a tricky thing to always say, but consistently, if two people can get vulnerable and loving and it's the intercourse or or the orgasm in whichever way people choose to have it can can just it ends up happening because they're so turned on yeah. like right. women get turned on with a long kiss but are we you know yeah the, a six second kiss the man's actually transferring testosterone and only 25 percent of women actually have an orgasm through intercourse and so that that's not really right. For seventy-five percent of women, it's like it's not—it's not their favorite thing. It's not the most pleasurable intercourse alone, right? And so it's like so learning these kind of things. It's like oh, that takes some of the pressure off, and and it takes us like no, the star at the top of the tree is not orgasm. That's not mm-hmm. that's not oh, that's not it. Yeah, it's it's, it's connection, intimacy, pleasure. Uh, it's that that's that's the goal. And so when you when you shift it to something that's really healthy, then the whole realm becomes alive. I do think that it is important to have the ongoing conversations between couples of what are my, what's my favorite thing that we do? Mm. Cause it's going to change, right? Yes. We, and women, we are mysteries to ourselves. Yes. To ourselves. We, we are, we're ongoing. What we like in the morning is not necessarily what we like in the afternoon. Um, so we get to, you know, say, I'm really loving this in this season and um, this is your favorite thing. Great. Doug Weiss talks about a garden you're planting, right? Something that you both agree with. You get a lot plant, like live in that part of the garden, something that one of you loves and the other one's okay with, but doesn't love happens every once in a while. And you get to ask for that and vice versa. But, and there's one corner of the garden that you go, no, we're not doing that. Just both of us feel really like, I don't care if people talk about it. And for, um, you know, uh, for some people, there's different kinds of, um, sexual pleasure that is is associated with different things. Like um, I, I know that there's certain movies that we were affected by growing up. We watched certain things right. and we went, oh, that's what prostitutes do. 
right? Uh, so again, you're you're having to renew the mind. Yeah. Go farther. You know, this is my assumption, mm-hmm. and now I wanna I wanna clear that out. I wanna confess that there's been things that have impact me more than you. And I want to have the mind of Christ in this. You created this. I believe you created sex for many things, but one is worship and one's warfare. Like it keeps mm-hmm. two people together over mm-hmm. and over again, yes. that bonding. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, that, that'll preach the yeah. warfare one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when you're going through really It's tough a great things, way to resist the enemy. Yeah. Say, I am not going to let the enemy get yeah. in between us. Make, right make right. love. There's no way. Yeah. No. And even the language, like some people don't like the word and, and not, there's different kinds of terms that people use and some people kind of love grabbing, they call it dirty words and others are like, you know what, can we just call it making love? Cause that, that actually uh, draws me quicker, you know? So there's, yeah, you have a unique, each one has, each marriage is unique and you get to talk about what you love mm-hmm. and ask for more of that. Yeah. 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 No, that's awesome. So we talked about, a little while ago, um, like being in the thick of like kids and having families and you're like, how am I supposed to have time for this when, you know, I'm busy giving myself to my child all day long. Mm -hmm. How on earth am I supposed to then try and make space to give myself to my spouse? Mm -hmm. Um, did you guys go through seasons where that was a struggle for you guys or how would you find, how, how was navigating that? Yeah. We, um, the, the level of, display of affection uh, is is quite important. I always assumed that keep it all for the bedroom, keep it all behind closed doors. Right. Then I ran into a guy in Toronto, we were doing some discipleship. And we were doing premarital counseling with him. Yeah, and we went in a a men's circle and that day we were talking about pornography and and what's that like for you. And the room was confessing and pretty much every guy in the room was confessing, it's a bit of a struggle and this is how I'm managing it. And then one guy goes, yeah, it's not a struggle for me at all. And the whole room went, what, 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 why, why? He said, I think it's because I saw pretty um, dramatic displays of affection between my parents, not, not in an inappropriate way, but they would, they would make out like in the kitchen during, like while they're making food. Like they, Definition they, of make out, long the, kisses. Long kisses huh, and right. hands, Rome, you know, it's just not, I mean, and they were like, and, and we learned not to make fun of it because they were like, hey, this is really important. You know, it's yeah. like you're, you're, this family does well because we're doing well. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, oftentimes, often, well, yeah, oftentimes when we were watching a movie or whatever, in the middle of the movie, my parents would get up and go, okay, guys, you go ahead and finish the movie. We're going to go upstairs and make out for a while. And, and, and he goes, I said, was that awkward for you? Because if my parents did that when I was 12 or whatever, I would like, but it was ah. normal. Child. It was normal because they, they, they did it for when the kids were young. And he said, and they would come back down half an hour, 45 minutes later, giggling, hugging, all kind of stuff. And when I was like 13, yeah. my dad said, you know how much I love your mom and how much I enjoy being with her. I said, yeah. I said, if you want that for your marriage, I would encourage you to stay away from porn, stay away from multiple relationships, don't have sex until you're married. Uh, and that will give you the best chance to have what your mother and I have. He goes, and from that day, I just decided this is, I mean, that's not where I want to go. I want what my mom and dad have. Yeah. And that kind of really impacted me. So totally. we, we cranked up, that was like probably 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. We really cranked mm-hmm. up our, our display of affection in front of yeah. our kids, which 
also kind of kept the fire going. Absolutely. And then yeah. we would say, hey, you want to watch this 45-minute episode of something? And so we would save their TV time for our makeup time. And we, yeah. and we would try to do it in the afternoon after they got home from school, play, connect, whatever. Before supper, why don't you watch a 45-minute movie? Because I still have energy. She still yeah. has energy. Yeah. If we wait to 9 o'clock at night, we're both looking at each other and going, you're really cute now, but I got nothing for you. Right. Yeah. So we would, or we would do it in the morning on Saturdays. It's like, okay, hey, kids, it's cartoon time. Why don't you go yeah. downstairs? We'll be down in half an hour, 45 minutes, whatever. And that yeah. would just be our, our connection time, which would often turn sexual. But, or, and we would also go all the way on romance weekends. We would trade with families. We mm. would take their kids for two nights. And then uh, later on that month, they would take our kids for two nights. And it would be a romance without pressure and expectation. This is not a sex weekend. We're going to connect. We're going to connect. We're going to talk. And usually we would have some things to conflict about because it, it, it had simmered and we hadn't dealt with it because we were so busy. So right. we'd have a fight on the way there and then we'd have makeup sex. Right. And yeah, so, there you go. Uh, so yeah, we did a lot of romance weekends before we, we figured out how to do romance weeks. We did. I, I prefer romance weeks. We did put a little um, hook and eye on our door. So the kids wouldn't walk in. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh, right. Like little yeah. things like that. Logs. And, and um, Louder music in but the room. I, I would say that yeah. there's a level of... Parenting is such a precious time and is such a, a, a soul-sucking time. <laughs> because you are... And I don't mean... I mean, it's so great, but you are so yeah. exhausted when they're little. Yeah. And as they get older, you're emotionally exhausted. Never mind all the other things you have juggling in your life, but that you want to make the most of these opportunities with them. Um, with teenagers, you're trying to find any time that they're actually available and open. I think teenagers need our presence more. Like, like not, there's no time you, their kids don't need, but our, we need to be that proximity is power thing is really big in their teen mm, years. Mm -hmm. So it's it's consistently a matter of, and I agree with Kim, the of being affectionate publicly. And I right. even, you know, as we're going to the grocery store together, grabbing each other's hand, touch a six. What is it? 62% of women feel safer with their husband's hand on the small of their back. Yeah. Wow. Like just little things like that saying, I'm yeah. right here. Yeah. I'm for you. Or when we're I walk together. through the door, it's not a married kiss peck. It's a six second full on. Yeah. Mm. 20 second yeah. hug. Right? A lot so, of that in so front of the, the in front of the kids. Right. right? And they're like. Get a room. It's like, we and, might. And how do we yeah. get 20 seconds? Just watch. Because yeah. yeah. the girls get 20 seconds, right? But guys need more. Mm. Yeah, it takes us longer to, to bond. So but, for but, but men can actually, I said, you know, women have 10 to 100 times more oxytocin. Doesn't mean a man can't be bonded. We actually right. can be more bonded than a woman, but it takes us longer to build that up. Women right. seem to really increase quickly and we and we increase slowly, but but we can actually pass them up if, if we train ourselves on how to bond. So touching on that, so then having you guys then kind of switch that to showing affection more around your kids, um, was there then those conversations, like when the topic of porn would come up, like, was that like a way of being almost like proactive instead of reactive mm -hmm. to that kind of mm -hmm. stuff? Or like, mm -hmm. how do you navigate then when a, your kid comes to you and you're like, hey, I looked at this thing or yeah. this, you know, my friends were doing this and they watched this or they looked at this, like. How do we navigate then those conversations in a healthy way that's yeah. out of love and trust and not mm -hmm. fear? Because I feel like yeah. so often yeah. it can easily switch over to fear. For sure. For sure. And then shame. Yeah. Yes. So lots of conversations. We have three sons. 
Uh, and now I have daughters. Yes. Uh, thank you, marriage. <laughs> but uh, for that, for the guys, I said, guys, just lots of little conversations. Uh, we had big ones, but lots mm -hmm. of little ones. Like uh, we have internet in our house and we have some filters, but there's going to be things that pop up, things that your friends show you. And it's going to feel weird. It's going to feel so exciting. It's going to be like naked people having sex, all that kind of stuff. That's what you're going to see. It, you're going to see it. It's hunting you down and you're going to see it. Mm. My, my request is that when you see it, you shut it off right away and you run and you come find, find me. You call me. I will come from wherever I am and, I'll, and I'll, I'll be with you. And what you're going to get, you're going to get hugs. You're going to get affirmation. It will be good for you if you talk to me right away about what you've seen and how it makes you feel. Mm -hmm. Can I can I get agreement from you? And they're like, and at that point they hadn't seen any porn yet. Like, sure, yeah. And then you know, every every few months, like, hey, if you see something, I'm really excited about you coming to share it with me because it'll be good for you. Mm -hmm. And so, sure enough, our oldest was probably 13, and he uh, he came up. Uh, I just got home from work, and he came up and said, like, "Dad, I need to talk to you." It's like, oh, sure, sure. Yeah. And he's like, uh, I uh, something showed up on the computer and. I, I, I looked at it like for two seconds and I feel really bad. And I'm like, oh, bud, just come here. And I gave him a big hug, a long one. And I said, no, that just means you're looking for love in all the wrong places. Um, it feels it feels horrible, doesn't it? He said, yeah, I feel so ashamed. It's like, well, let me just break shame off of you right now in Jesus' name. That's, shame is not the tool of, of the mm -hmm. Father mm -hmm. and it doesn't help you. But thank you for bringing your shame to me. Well, let's go hop in the car. And he's like, hop in the car? I said, yeah, I want to take you somewhere. So we took him down to Sport Mart or whatever. And I'm like, all right, 75 bucks, what, any, anything you want. And he goes, why? I'm like, I want your first ex uh, experience of confession to be really good. Hmm. And he's like, oh, in that case, I've got some other things to confess. He was a smart kid. I'm like, no, no, yeah, we're going to no keep kidding. it to this one. And it's just that kind of preemptive you're gonna see this you're gonna experience this it may invigorate you you may get turned on you feel you, a mixed bag of emotions and then you may feel shame whatever it is you feel mm -hmm. i want you to come and talk to me about it and so even my sons are now 33 30 and and uh, my youngest son is in heaven and we still have regular conversations about this topic because mm -hmm. uh, yeah they're it's now completely up to them I, I, I don't, there's no pressure for me. There's no, okay. as your dad, I'm going to, it's like, Hey, you know, if you've got a lot of friends you want to talk to about this, great. If you want to talk to about me, great. And we still do. And, and so it's just, it's just that regular connection that, that makes it not feel weird. Mm -hmm. Now I, you know, I, I, when I was nine, I got a book shoved underneath my door. A doctor talks to nine year olds and I don't think I ever opened it. <laughs> that was, that was the entirety of, you know, and then we went to some, parked by a river and uh, the question was asked you know do you have any questions and it's like no i don't you know so so i i i didn't have this the, i i but i began to realize what what uh, what would i want right as a 12 year old as a 14 year old yeah. as a 16 year old what, what would i want and i wouldn't want shame and i wouldn't want fear and i wouldn't mm -hmm. want if you do then your marriage is going to suck I, I wouldn't yeah no i wouldn't want that i'd want i'd want somebody to walk beside me with compassion with understanding but with with some truth as yeah. to what really might work. I, I want I want a great marriage. Mm -hmm. I, well, I, I mean, when I was 13, I don't think I wanted marriage at all. But as <laughs> I grew, it's like, I, you know, if I get married, I want a great marriage. Yeah. Girls are 
Those yeah. were weird. Because we had taught them about the two different kinds of brains, right? The neural pathways and the neural right. ditch. Yeah. And then so just ongoing yeah. conversations and being there for them. And so we've had we've had hundreds and hundreds of conversations around sexuality, around porn. Uh, they both asked us to do their premarital counseling. So that was a weird, mm -hmm. uh, lovely. I was so honored to do the premarital counseling for my kids, right? So it's like to actually sit, to talk about sexuality, right? Yeah. And, and we've had a hundred conversations already, but, uh, but that, that was, yeah, this let's, let's bring this into the light because the enemy operates in darkness. Yes. So if we can bring it into the light, that's where love can get at it. That's where yeah. truth can get at it. And once you have love and truth, fear and lies are gone. And that's, wow. and so you, 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 you know, disengage the power of the enemy and engage the power of the Holy spirit. And it, it gets really healthy. For parents of little ones, mm. I I always encourage them to grab a book, Good Pictures, Bad Pictures. Yeah. It's it's my favorite. Uh, there's wow. one for six to twelve year olds and one for two to six year olds, and it just creates these confident kids, mm. not fearful. But when they see porn, they know what to do, mm. and they know that the most powerful thing they can do is exchange, like replace. The image and talk to an adult essentially yeah but essentially it's yes they, they have a little method in it and essentially it is scriptural you know you're renewing your mind yes. you're you're replacing these thoughts with other thoughts because for the average child looking at a sexualized image it will take 0.3 of a second to um with the norepinephrine hormone file itself in the back of their brain so they so, can bring it up later so they can bring it up later mm. whereas the average male looking again they mostly stay male brains the average male looking at an image it'll take 20 seconds of looking at it before it'll paperclip but for a child it's so fast and they don't have, right. they don't stand a chance yeah. um, and so we can be furious and and we should we should be in your anger don't sin though like so in your anger in your righteous rah, to to equip your kids yeah. Because yes. you're the first, you want to be the first one to have these conversations with them, even if they don't get it. Like, oh, well, we had two big conversations with our boys, and they don't remember either of them. Like, this is birds and the bees, this is the sex talk, right? Yeah. And I'm like, we're ready for it. so even like four or five years after, I was like, do you remember we've already had this conversation two times? Like, have we? So, <laughs> like, yeah, in the hammock over by the hamahana. I was like, right. we did? It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Right. So, there, I mean, it just. So I, I didn't want to rob my kids of some innocence, but I realized that if, if they're not ready or not there, it just kind of goes over their head and it becomes yeah. something that yeah. that's had, you know, yeah. so it's like, okay. and then one day it actually sunk in. They're like, yeah, that's what happens between men and women. <laughs> and they looked at her weird. It's like, yeah, they came home, they were off in the truck yeah. and then came back home. And as the kids walked in, they were looking at me so weird. I was like, honey, what? He goes, they got it. They got it. They understand. You should have told me. How am I I want to put a bag on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I told him to put an extra robe and three robes. And, yeah, it it yeah. must be. I don't remember my age when I realized what. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it yeah. is, and and the earlier that they can get it, that those kind of answers from you, you just become the go-to parent mm -hmm. rather than you, yeah. They, they get that you're not afraid, even yeah. though inside you're quaking. Yeah. I, I wanted to be the first one to to talk about these kind of things. I didn't want it to be one of their friends you know yeah. with an iphone yeah not the iphones were invented back then but anyway you got well, my point yeah because that's the thing because if we're not having these conversations if we're not being the ones teaching our kids the thing somebody is someone else is yeah. yeah and they don't love them like we do yeah no that's good
Well, thank you so much, guys. I feel like we went like all over the map, but it was just really, really good. You guys are such a wealth of knowledge and I would love to have you guys back on again another day if you guys would be open sure. to it. It was it was so lovely. Um, so for our followers who want to know more about you guys or find your resources, things like that, um, where, where do they go to do that? Radicalrelationships.love. We we actually have to update it. We're we're not. I just every website it says, must be updated. It says we were we've been married 30, 30 years. It's like oh, okay, we've been married thirty five years. We need to update this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it just gives us uh, them an opportunity yeah. to to yeah, some of the resources. So and I, that that'll also point you to my company where I help families and marriages, and then she mm-hmm. does lots of work in schools. And so if people mm-hmm. want uh and someone to come in and to do a healthy presentation on relationships and sexuality that's true to you uh okanagan.com right but that's for public schools if it's um if, if it's you want to move groups. the okanagan plant to church that's uh <laughs> livingstonesnetwork.ca i mean so there's just lots of stuff going on yeah. if you want to have one parent one child uh events uh, that's a whole different website, but anyway, that, that one portal will, will kind of spread you out to, okay. to what we're passionate about. And if you want to hear great stuff on kingdom sexuality, there's these podcasts. Oh right? yeah. I, that's, <laughs> Which I Atlanta, still want to, yeah, yeah. I still want to hear about how this all started, but yes. yes. Time. Yeah, no, it's perfect. Okay. Well, thank you so much guys. And, uh, yeah. we'll talk again soon. Okay, thank you. Hey friends, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like our content, please like, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts and tell your friends too. Thanks so much for journeying with us today as we tackled the hard questions and dive deep into godly intimacy. Make sure you follow us on Instagram to see more of our content and check the show notes for any links we might've mentioned in today's episode. We're so grateful to be on this journey with you and we can't wait to see you in the next episode.